I learned that I was going to use time effectively with routines because the biggest misuse of time, Justin, is between causes and outcome, between causes and effect, between problems and solutions. I narrowed that gap to minutes and moments, not days, weeks, months, and years by utilizing the mathematical equation of routine. You're listening to the Routine Project Podcast, where I, your host, Justin Crawford, am getting into the minds of today's leading entrepreneurs, thought leaders, celebrities, and so many more with one mission in mind, understanding their routines so we can get into building the ones that make the most sense for us. This is the one podcast that's hyper-focused on routines and routines only. What's cool is I feel like we're learning with the guests of the show because sometimes they come on here and they don't even know that they have these routines. I'm excited you're here to learn something new, so thank you for clicking play wherever you're tuning in. Now here's today's episode. The man himself, David Meltzer, is joining me right now. So he's a speaker, author, sports executive, investor, and entrepreneur. David, thank you for saying yes to doing the Routine Project podcast with me today, man. Well, the routine is so important and utilizing our routine in the right manner through the years of paying dummy tax, not understanding how consistent, persistent behavior aggregates and compounds into what we want. Uh, melding or reconciling patience and persistence is the key to a routine. So super excited to be here. One of my favorite topics to talk about. And although you may have been stalking me, I have seen uh, some of your content and I knew it would be the right frequency, the right neighborhood for me to visit. Okay, I think we can end the podcast. Like I'm about to cry. So David, listen, I, it, routines, you said it. I think it's something that until you've done so much persistent work and what you want to create, which for you is thousands of things at this point, you don't necessarily know it is what it is until it is. So for you, when was that beginning point when you realized, all right, routines are a thing. I got to implement them to my life, especially if I want to start building out, you know, the rest of it. You know, it was my first realization of the extra mile. You see, I had done things an entire journey of being someone who everyone said, oh, Dave Meltzer goes the extra mile. But what I realized that I did that was different than most people is I didn't go the extra mile every once in a while, right? And I went the extra mile every day. And in order to get the productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, to get the efficiencies, effectiveness, and statistical success out of going the extra mile every day, you have to have routines. It's that simple. And so for me, what I realized was most people that go the extra mile every once in a while, they justify why they're not where they want to be by looking at the time they went the extra mile. The people who go the extra mile every day and have routines, they don't need to justify why they aren't where they want to be because they're usually beyond where they thought they would be. Mm. So then, I mean, that goes to my next question as to where like how you as a forward thinker are able to take a lot of those systems that you've been able to, especially the systems that didn't even work. Do you know what I mean? Which is something else I want to talk to you about, because I feel like there's a lot of things that haven't worked for you that you've been like, all right, learning lesson time to move the hell on. But until then, you know, when you're thinking forward, all right, let me think six months, a year in advance, maybe for business, maybe for personal, where did routines play into all that magic? Well, first I think studying time is so important and not just pragmatic man-made constructive time where I started. Right. When I got out of law school, I wanted to be rich and I was in sales. So I used 
24 hours of man-made constructive time, linear time to be more productive. What does that mean? I looked at it and said, you know what? Most salespeople at best are eight hours productive a day. I'm going to be 16 hours productive a day. Most people do it five days a week. I'm going to do it seven days a week. Most people aren't efficient. I'm going to be twice as efficient with my 16 hours of productivity seven days a week and twice as statistically successful because I'm going to focus in on that practice that's necessary to get better at selling. So what did that equate? Well, if you do 16 hours of productivity times twice as efficient was 32 hours of productivity, twice as statistically successful, I called it the power of 64. And the only way you could have the power of 64, meaning 64 hours of productivity compared to an individual of eight hours productivity, seven days a week. So I'm getting eight days of productivity compared to most people's one day, seven days a week. That's 56 days of productivity, Justin. And why that was so important is what is in order to accommodate the first essence of productivity, I had to create routines so that I could practice and be more efficient with the 16 hours of productivity that I was going to put in. And so what happened was nine months out of law school, when I blew out the comp plan and became a millionaire and everyone was touting me and honoring me and you know giving me acknowledgement saying, oh my God, this guy's amazing. I was laughing and inside because I didn't outsell anybody. In fact, it's the opposite. I outproduced them via time. I outmath them because although I had 64 hours of productivity, seven days a week, 56 days of productivity. So at the end of nine months, when I made over a million dollars, they're like, how do you do it in nine months? It was actually equivalent to what the other sales reps did in what, 11 years? I was actually a worse sales rep than anyone. I just knew how to be more productive and get better efficiencies and routines became critical for an individual day. Now, let me take it to the next level where it really takes routines to the next level is understanding that today is the only man-made constructive day of ours. But if I learn lessons, as you stated, from the mistakes of what happened yesterday or the defined moments or inflection points of the past, and I give it the right meaning by finding light love and lessons in my bankruptcy, in the bad sales calls, in the misdirections of not being prepared, in the misstatements by not practicing, whatever it was, the relativity of the past created even more routines because I was constantly improving on how to do things in the present. But even more importantly, to touch on the other question that you had beyond, hey, it applies to mistakes, how do we set these goals six months, six years, or 60 years from now? Well, if you focus in on the meaning that we give the lessons of the past, apply them to the present, utilizing routines with lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, performing more efficiently, effectively with statistical success in a trajectory of the future relativity, which has no defined moments, no inflection points, and no lessons. The future has no lessons to learn from. It has no defined moments. I only have to give it the meaning I want, which means I got to think, feel, say, and do bigger than I can even imagine. That should not only scare me, but scare anybody I'm telling, what am I going to be? Where am I going to go six years or 60 years from now? 
and then to combat that fear too. And the reason, folks, if, if you're used to podcasts that are three hours, I got David for 20 minutes. And do you see how much gold he's dropping in 20 minutes? Because we're here. He knows what show he joined. I know what he's about. You know what I mean? Like, I know what I want to ask him. But, but listen, I think d- to your point, David, just even being scared to then try and build routines around what you want to create. How did you get over that? I mean, this is, I mean, you're talking like after you'd already built these businesses, made a million dollars in sales and such, but even before then, could you take us back a bit? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, it helped me that I wanted to be a professional football player because I was used to people laughing at me, scoffing at me and making fun of me and telling me there's no way you can do this. And meanwhile, I stayed consistent and persistent in the pursuit of my potential. Not what everybody else thought, not what's missing, not what they didn't have, not any fear-based, ego-based consciousness or emotions of a need to be right or offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, or separate. It didn't matter to me. I learned that I was going to use time effectively with routines because the biggest misuse of time... Justin, is between causes and outcome, between causes and effect, between problems and solutions. I narrowed that gap to minutes and moments, not days, weeks, months, and years by utilizing the mathematical equation of routines, which is I'm going to pay attention to, focus in on what I want, and give intention to what am I going to do, say, think, believe and feel in alignment with what I want and I'm focused in on. So attention plus intention equals coinciding or coincidence. So I was utilizing the attention and intention and what I did in order to effectuate the minimalization of the fear-based emotions that most of the time other people were planting seeds of doubt in me and I was nourishing those by focusing my attention and intention on what I didn't want, what the other people wanted for me or what was missing. Instead, I got great alignment of my mindset, my heart set and my handset to only focus in on what do I want today in a trajectory to what I think I want tomorrow with the faith that if I do my best, learn lessons and have fun, I'll end up even better. And then back to your point about time a moment ago, I feel like a lot of times really in, in most people's lives, they look at it and they don't think that they can then optimize a day as much as you did, right? When it comes to productivity, that's a huge thing. I Now, I mean, I didn't even think I was going to ask you this question, but productivity is one of those things that we all know the nine to five struggle. And it's not the fact that you're sitting at a desk, it's that you're sitting at a desk doing nothing, right? So then to make days more productive, could you please define that? And then more importantly, how can we, no matter what your profession is, what industry you're in, how can you make more days productive? And and at this, in that case, more effective for what you want. Yeah. So one of my daily routines is to deliver the five daily practices, which Justin, I'll send my book sign it, pay for the book and shipping for your audience, but I'll also send the five daily practices. Here's how it goes. You wake up every morning and your routine should be one, what do I want today in a trajectory for tomorrow? Personally, experientially giving, receiving. Now I now have a possibility from nothingness. The second step, who can I help with what I want and who can help me? Now I have a probability in my day of what I want. Then the how, utilizing lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, how am I going to utilize my time with the activity I have planned, the activity I don't have planned, 
because you want to make God laugh, come up with a bunch of activities that are planned and you better know what you're going to do with the activities you don't have planned. And note also the activities you get paid for and the activities you don't get paid for. And note sleep. See, one of the biggest paradigm shifts when you know routines, my most valuable routine is my tomorrow starts today. Sleep. I have an unwinding routine at 9 p.m. I put my mind, my body, and my soul in a position of not only recovery so I can plateau and grow, so I don't live my life like a tube, food in, food out, paycheck in, paycheck out. I put my mind, body, and soul in a position of recovery and access. I know that when I sleep and I put myself into the position of non-interference, where I am now receiving information, downloads, and inspiration while I sleep so that I'm not starting the day at the bottom of the hill, pushing the boulder to the top just to have it roll down again. But instead, I'm plateauing and growing with an unwinding routine based now on a day of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. I know my what, I know my who, and I know my how. The fourth daily practice is know your now. Talk about productivity. 100% of the things you do now get done. Most efficient way to get something done is to do it now. There's no chance also statistically that you'll forget to do it if you do it now. And the greatest aspect of doing things now is it allows you to prioritize at all time what is important to you, not what's important to other people. See, prioritization is the antidote to procrastination. Prioritization is the antidote to sitting in a cubbyhole all day long, living your life like a tube. Prioritization is the antidote to feeling overwhelmed when you have too much of things, too many options, opportunities, touches of favor. Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Not anymore, because I know what's important to me. I know how to prioritize. And that is the antidote to what you're talking about. And if I do such... The fifth value, which I'm happy to send to everyone, I'll give my email, david at dmeltzer.com. We'll put it in the notes. You'll put it up there, david at Just how I got in touch. <laughs> you got it. Power. Listen, number five, so many people are trying to utilize what I'm talking about in their own variant to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, and more worthy. Let me tell you this. You already are. That's right. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, worthy. If you use these daily practices, you'll start figuring out what are you doing to interfere with it? You'll only spend minutes and moments outside of your routine. The rest of it will be in spirit, intellectually advantageous, and intuitively, inspirationally, and intellectually advantageous. All three of those are proof of the clearing of the interference between you and the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent source that comes through you every single day. There is nothing but this in the routine that allows you to be more efficient, effective, and statistically successful. We have moments left and I can literally sit here and be like, we should have had you as our premier guest. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Premier of uh, the rest of the show. Here's David Meltzer. Holy shit. I think that like, if anybody's listening right now, thank you first and foremost for clicking on this show. You should go click on his show, which is the playbook. I want to leave some moments here. I feel like when you've been able to interview folks in like more of an exclusive conversation setting, a keynote set, like you've had all these different conversations where you then, I mean, you're bringing expertise to our show, but is there anything you've learned through your podcast that has really educated you and inspired you to keep doing it? Number one. And then number two, just like, you know, what was the purpose with it to begin with? Yeah, so my podcast is called The Playbook. It's uh, last week, five years old, over 1,200 episodes of the biggest 
names, billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers. Nobody has a bigger group of people in a more eclectic way. Even the late night shows don't have the guests from Cameron Diaz, the Sad Guru, to Deepak Chopra, to Brett Favre, and the list goes on and on and on. Look it up. And if you look it up, subscribe and review. I just found out that reviewing and rating the podcast, the playbook is the best way to get access for people That's and right. it gives you more uh, awareness. But the reason I did it is I, I love Napoleon Hill. I wrote my book, Connected to Goodness, by learning from the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Think and Grow Rich has changed my life. And I wanted to write the modern day Think and Grow Rich. And I wanted to be the modern day Napoleon Hill because I had access to the greatest minds, bodies, and souls in the world. And I could bring them in to get their secret sauce, their playbook. They were going to give me their playbook. And they did. And they have for over five years. And the thing that I learned the most is the common denominator of the spirit of excellence, the common denominator of inspiration, intellect, and intuition. All three have the same common denominator. And that's why I continue to do it. And let me tell you what the common denominator is. Every single one of the great people you ever meet, people who sit in a situation that you want to be in, have this same common denominator. And it is, they have a desire to be what they must be. They have a desire that they must be what they can be. And in order to effectuate that desire, they are consistent and persistent in the pursuit of their potential. And in order to be consistent and persistent, only one word comes to mind. Those people that are consistent and persistent utilize routines. That's why I wanted to come on the House of Routine. That's why I wanted to meet Jordan is because routines are the outcome of enjoying the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of your potential to increase your desire that you must be what you can be, to provide you with the productivity, accessibility, and gratitude that will allow you to continue to make more money, help more people, and have more fun. And before we end this episode, I have one more question. Everybody go check out the playbook. Playbook. Also, speaking of books, we're going to link that below as well. Everything David Meltzer is about is going to be in that Seymour description below if you click that. But in the meantime, while you're looking for the Seymour description, David Meltzer, what's one thing you have to do non-negotiably every single day? You gave us a hint as to what your nighttime wind-down routine is. One thing you absolutely have to do every single day non-negotiably. Minimum of one hour a day. Minimum. I said minimum of one hour a day every day on my health. If you are healthy, you get as many wishes as you want, as many mistakes, lessons, and as much light as you want every single day. And if you're not healthy, you only get one wish. So I wish for everyone to be healthy, to spend at least a minimum of an hour a day on your health, non-negotiable. If you don't know what that means, I'll give you a quick story, Jordan, and then I, Justin, and then I got to go. I'm with everybody talking about this. And to make a point, I was speaking, maybe 150 people. I said, hey, I got a surprise. We're all going to jump on some uh, Mercedes Sprinter buses and we're going to New York. Gary V, he told me that he'll give us all an hour. Let's get on these buses right now. Now, I had a big bunch of high net wealth individuals paid me a shitload to speak to them. And I said, who's in? Like Jerry Maguire, right? Who's coming yeah. with me? Everybody. Everybody wanted to come with me. And I said, okay, now, every single day of your life. I said, we're not going. I said, every single day of your life. When you think about, I'm not going to work out, think about that. I promise you, 
being healthy every day for a minimum of one hour will do more to change your life than driving from Philadelphia to New York to spend one hour with Gary V one time. You were willing to give up everything with no notice as a non-negotiable in your day, give up the baseball games with your kids, the money you were going to make, all to go visit Gary V. But none of you take that same prioritization, that non-negotiable every morning when you wake up to say, I want as many wishes in my life. I want as much light in my life and love in my life that is facilitated by the non-negotiable of health. That's a great place to end. That's a great routine to have. I'm going to come back on here, Justin. We're going to do this again because I love the house of routine. Thank you for having me. (laughs) David Meltzer, thank you. I'm going to let you go, man. But this was excellent. Everybody will stay in touch for the 2.0 version of this. In the meantime, David, thank you. And we'll uh, we'll see you again soon, my friend. Thank you for inviting me. Everybody, be more interested than interesting. Be kind to your future self. Do good deeds. Email me, david at dmeltzer.com. See you guys soon. Hey, it's Justin again, and that concludes today's episode. I hope you learned something new or exciting about routines, or at least took something away from the guest I had on the show. Now, I've got plenty more episodes coming up on this podcast, so be sure to click that follow button wherever you're listening. Oh, and you know how it goes. The show only gets better when I hear from you. So drop a rating and review and let me know what you loved and maybe what we can do better on this podcast to keep you coming back each week. Now, until I get that next episode to you, start building the routines that matter most to you and inspire others to do the same.